Welcome to Out of Bounds. We're here for our NFL Week 4 recap. Um, today's podcast can be a little bit different. We actually have a guest on. Uh, welcome to the pod, Adam. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. Um, yeah, it's good to have you here. So um, Adam will just kind of join me and Kailash as we're recapping the games. Um, as always, the NFL never fails to have a bunch of interesting storylines. Um, but yeah, let's get into it just so we can start recapping the games. Um, I'll actually start with the Thursday night one, uh, Bengals, uh, win over the Dolphins 27, 15. And I mean, the story of this game is actually just Tua and his injury and how that whole thing was handled. Um, but yeah, let's kind of talk about that. Uh, so what are your guys thoughts on like Tua's injury and how it's been handled and, uh, all, all the resulting investigations and stuff like that? What are your guys thoughts on that? Adam, you want to go first? Yeah, I could go first. Um, I mean, when he got first injured last week, it seemed like, and they called it a back injury, it was like, okay, you can take their word for it because they were, because, you know, it's the first time he got injured. You can't really make, you can't really read any patterns off of it. But then he gets a similar injury this time around, and they struggled to with with the, um, uh, with the uh, diagnosis again, and it just seems like this doctor that they hired just doesn't know what he's doing. Um, it's pretty unfortunate that that he went out to play um, immediately after that injury he had back in week three. Um, yeah. Ash, what about you? I don't have much to add on that, but I was really just going to say, like, I don't know. I'm really confused as to why this is becoming a huge deal, because I feel like this has happened in the past before where, like, a quarterback is rushed, quote-unquote rushed, after concussion. But, like, it's going as far as, like, Mike McDaniels is uh, being questioned. There's a whole – two has an interview coming up. There's, like, an investigation. I'm I'm confused as to why this is becoming this huge thing, because I feel like this happens a lot. Yeah. They fired the I mean, you never, you don't really see like the visual results of it, like that one, like when Tua got hurt this time, and then you see him like on the ground with like his fingers like twisted and stuff. Like I think it was just like a very gruesome like injury. Uh, I think that's what's kind of like launching the investigation. Because you're right, like this stuff has definitely happened before, but it's just like I think it's highlighted a lot more when you see him on the ground and it's like on a national TV game too, and you know that he got injured last week. So I think that's why. But yeah, I mean, like because of this, like I think they're gonna try to like spawn, like have like some sort of change. I mean, it's kind of weird because like the way that it works is like there's like a third party neurological doctor or whatever that has to like approve Tua to go into the game, and it was actually that guy that messed up. So it's not like anyone on like the Dolphins like you know team. Like I guess they did play him, but like they're like they're just gonna look at that consultant if that if that neurologist says he's good to go, then he's good to go. It's actually that guy who messed up, so it's kind of interesting. Um, I mean, he's not playing this week, right? He's already out. Yeah, he's already yeah, out. Dude. He's already out. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, in like looking into the game, I mean, after that injury, like it just like didn't really feel like the Dolphins had a chance to win. I guess. Uh, but Teddy played fine, honestly. He was, yeah, he played. He, he did, did play fine. Yeah, yeah. he was. They kept it close for a while, and they even took the lead. For a while, but then 
you know, they had Burrow on the other end of the field, so you can't really I don't, I don't, compete with I don't that. Think the Dolphins, I don't think the Dolphins lost this game. I just think, like, the Bengals needed a win badly, and they just kind of won this game. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I mean, on the Dolphins' side, like, you know, any time, like, it seems like Tyreek Hill and, like, Jalen Waddle like, take turns going off. Like, last game, it was Jalen Waddle. This time, it's Tyreek Hill. Like, they're pretty unstoppable. Like, we've talked about that a lot on the pod. Um, yeah, and then in terms of, like, the Bengals, like, they can just, like, their offense is just so dynamic. Like, see, this game, like, T. Higgins went off, like, for 7, 124, and one touchdown. Like, they don't even really need, like, Jamar Chase. And, and honestly, like, I feel like Jamar Chase, even though, like, obviously he'll have his, like, big games. But, like, he's just, like, a great decoy, actually, for, like, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Because those guys are really good, too. Um, I mean, yeah, their offense is dynamic, but it hasn't been as dynamic as it was in the past. Like, especially last year. Like, it's not even yeah, as explosive. Like, it's not scary at all. Yeah, I mean, I think teams know how to play them better. Like, I think, like, last year, like, they were just, like, kind of, like, not really guarding. Like, they weren't treating Jamar Chase like the best player on their offense. Like, they were just kind of treating him like a normal player. Then, like, this year, I feel like the, like they're just, like, shifting to, like, okay, like, we got to stop Jamar Chase at least. And then, like, hope the rest of the guys, like, make the rest of the guys beat us. Um, so, I feel like teams have just figured them out. That's usually what happens, like, in the second, like, year of, like, a dynamic offense. But... I mean, we'll see how they go, but I mean, they're still two and two, so it's not like at the end of the world for them. I think the real reason yeah, is they don't have CJ. No, I was gonna say I think the real reason is they don't have CJ Uzoma. That's why bring him back and the offense is coming back. That's how you fix it. <laughs> Wait, what? What happened to him? I don't know. He's just not on the team anymore, right? I just don't. He got see traded him like... to the Jets. Yeah, that. Oh, see? okay, yeah. How you? How do you trade your top tier tight end? Now you stuck with Hayden Hurst. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, Hayden Hurst wasn't terrible, but he's, he's like doing not good. CJ Uzama or whatever. Yeah, he's not. He's doing good. He's probably better than CJ Uzama, but he's not CJ Uzama. That's the that's the, that's the problem. <laughs> um, you're gonna say, Adam? yeah. I mean, no, I was just gonna say that that um that zero two start that they had was sort of unfortunate, but they seem to be turning things around. Um, they're finally getting a rhythm together. Yeah, I mean, the offensive success is definitely, like, a good uh, key for that. But, yeah, this is a pretty big win, especially against, like, the undefeated Dolphins. I think, like, we can see if this will help they, put them on they the play right the Ravens. They play the Ravens next week. <laughs> oh, man, that game is going to be crazy. <laughs> That's going to be a great game. Um, but, yeah, we can move on. Uh, I think I'm just going to go in order here, I guess. Um so yeah, Vikings Saints. So yeah, this one was a pretty close one. I this is the London game actually. Um, yeah, this game was actually insane. I don't know if you guys saw the kick, but it just like bounced off the upright twice and like didn't go in. And it just kind of, I don't know. The Saints like they played pretty good in this. Like I mean, they're like they're like these. They're like a pretty good team. Like we talked about that in the in previous podcasts. Like we think like their team is pretty stacked. They just like all depend on the quarterback. This time they have Andy Dalton, who like. He didn't lose the game for them, uh, like kind of like Jameis has been with like all of his interceptions the past couple games. Um, like they had a pretty good performance, but I don't know, like missing a field goal like that to drop to like one and three just seems like so heartbreaking after like the perceived team standing before were like we were like thinking like oh could, like this team should definitely be like a playoff team or at least like they should be fighting for it, and now they're sitting at one and three. 
Uh, see, so the problem was I was in um I was in L.A. when this game happened. So this game started at what six thirty, six thirty in the morning. I was not watching this game. And <laughs> by the time I woke up, the game was already over. It was like ten o'clock L.A. time. It was, the game was already over. And I, I, I think Vishal woke up. He was like, "Bruh, why does Justin Jefferson already have thirty points?" Like, yeah, bro, the game is over. Um, not I, I mean, like, like I said last, like I said last week, Kirk, Kirk Cousins is like horrible in prime time. And remember, we we're having the argument about whether this is prime time or not. So I guess Eastern Standard Time wasn't prime time at all. It was just too early. It was nine thirty in the morning. No one was waking up on a Sunday morning. So that's why Kirk Cousins was great. He like he was solid. He made his throws. He 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 just. Uh, he just went to his favorite guy, Justin Jefferson, every single play. I mean, he got Thielen involved a little bit here and there, but it was just Jefferson carrying that offense. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the Saints only did – they could only do so much with Andy Dolan, a quarterback. But, I mean, I was surprised. The Saints made it a game, and, like, they had a chance to tie it because, like, Will Lutz turned into Justin Tucker. But uh, it, was a, it, was a, it was a fun game, I'm pretty sure. Now, like, you're going to see a lot of British people playing football. But it, this, is, this is exactly the type of game that, like – that should be like overseas and gets like the NFL product moving. Yeah, I agree. I hate when they just like, well, okay, this year's Jacksonville team is actually kind of fun, but like if they like they just kept sending past like Jacksonville teams, I'm guarantee you the Jaguars have a game in uh, in London. I haven't checked, but they always they send them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just like always send them, but like I mean, at least this year they'll be good. But like before, it's just like okay, like what is the point of sending like the worst team there? I don't know. I but, think it's because Khan signed a deal with with the NFL to like keep sending them every year. Oh, okay, yeah, that that would yeah. make sense. It's but this, yeah, like you guys and... said, this was this was a surprisingly good game. You would think that on paper, like Kirk Cousins versus Andy Dalton, like <laughs> not very exciting. But at the end, when they were exchanging field goals, it sort of reminded me like it was sort of like the Minneapolis Miracle game without the Minneapolis Miracle. Yeah, like like they were just exchanging field goals. It was a race of who would score the last field goal, and then there was a double doink at the end. Yeah, that kick was insane, man. I don't, I don't like you barely see like one like hit off the upright, but just two bounces and it still doesn't go in. It's just like super two, deflating. Two bounces on the front side of the crossbar. It wasn't like it was halfway through the crossbar. It was just <laughs> it somehow managed to hit the front of the crossbar twice. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, the Saints are still missing, like, Alvin Kamara, I think, was, like, a late scratch for this game. So, it's just, like, yeah, like, their their team is just, like, slowly, like, slipping away. And it's just, like, I don't see how they can, like, really turn it around without, like, figuring out how to get him back on track. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Vikings did pretty good. I mean, if you can... Like, to have Justin Jefferson go 10 for 147 and then Adam Thielen go 8 for 72 in the same game means that, like, the other team just couldn't defend the pass at all. So, like, they did well in that aspect. Um, um, in NFL history, if I were to ask you guys, between the Vikings and Saints, who won more games when they played each other, who would you guys guess? I mean, I originally I would guess Saints, but I feel like it's Vikings. Rod says Saints. Okay, and, and there's a total of uh, 37 games. So it, it, give me the team and the record prediction. What do you think it is? Like Saints 20 to whatever, 16. All right, what do you think, Adam? I would say Vikings have like 25 wins. Damn. <laughs> that was like almost accurate. It was Vikings 24-13 in all-time history, which is actually yeah. that's like surprising to me. 
We know, I just wanted to see like how many times the Vikings have been like getting lucky versus the Saints the last couple of years, and they won four out of the last six matchups, like you mentioned with the uh, like the Minnesota miracle, and then they also beat him in the playoffs two years ago, right? So I don't know. They oh, just have yeah. their number. They just have their number. I don't know what it is. Interesting. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm good on that game. Uh, we can move on to the. Uh, are you worried Browns. about? Are you worried about the Saints though, bro? Because remember, I predicted to make the playoffs. I think you might have made predicted to make the playoffs too. Ah, uh, I now forget. Like, I, <laughs> I forget, forget what, what the prediction was. Do you remember? Oh, uh, but I, I, I'm pretty sure we had like the same NFC teams, maybe a different order, or maybe like the Saints weren't in. You got someone else in. But like, bro, this is bad, especially with the James injury, the Mike uh, Thomas injury. Like, you can't start one and three, and then like. You're probably not making the playoffs. I don't know. Like, and, and next week you're playing a good Seattle team, and then the Bengals after that, and then at the Cardinals. Like, and, and they just don't, they just don't look good. Even like they don't. Actually, have, I, don't I never had the Saints. You, you had them at seven. All right, thanks for putting me on the spot. Like, uh, <laughs> I know, I know they had a lot of injuries, but like, I don't know. They just don't look good. Like their offense seems to like only work in spurts. Right, it's never consistent throughout the game, and I think their defense yeah. is taking like a pretty big step back. Also, but yeah, I don't know. This that prediction might be cooked. Yeah, I mean, you also had the Eagles coming in at six uh, in the wild card. I had the Eagles at four. I still had them <laughs> making the playoffs. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, that's nah, good. Um, yeah, I mean, I am kind of worried. I like, I think they're gonna have to show like, yeah, I'm kind of like, I'm just like low key a bit out on them right now. Like, I think they'll have to show, like, they'll have to win, like, some big games for me to, like, think that they'll make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, let's move on to Browns and Falcons. So, yeah, I don't get why this one was close either, because I feel like the Browns have been, like, a better team. Going into this game, like, the Browns have definitely looked, like, way better. But then, I don't know. I think the Falcons were also, like, pretty... Well, you don't think the Browns look, like, good? I mean... The, the, the word you specifically said verbatim was way better. And I can argue that. I remember I even said the Falcons looked like they were better than like what we were expecting from them. I don't think the Browns were way better, especially the way they lost to the Jets. And the way they, oh, okay, they, they, yeah. they looked in their two wins, it wasn't that impressive. So I don't know about way Yeah, better. I was probably exaggerating, but... Yeah, go ahead. I, I mean, in this game, it feels like the Falcons were also like hungry for a win, right? Because they, like, the, they had the lead that they choked, and then they had like the comeback that like fell short. It just felt like they were like really like due for a win, uh, just like based off of how they were playing, and like I don't know, like this game like doesn't like stat wise it doesn't make sense because like Marcus Mariota only completed like seven passes for 139 yards. I don't understand like how that really wins in this league. <laughs> um, like yeah, that that, that part is just kind of confusing to me. Um. But, I mean, like, they still pull out a way to win the game. Uh, I think Cordell Patterson is actually on IR, which is kind of bad because he's probably, like, their best offensive player. Um, yeah, he's not coming back until, like, beginning of November. He's yeah. out for that long? Shit. Yeah. yeah. He's on IR, yeah. So that's four games at least. Yeah. I mean, this game was... I think the the thing that changed every the like the whole um, outcome of the game was... When they made that, when the Browns had that really good drive at the beginning of the game, the opening drive, and then they tried to go for it on fourth down and they didn't convert rather than going for the field goal. Yeah, like those three that. points, that could have changed the outcome significantly. Like it could have been a tight game at the end of the game. 
and maybe Jacoby Brissett wouldn't have tried to force the passes he was trying to force at the end that led to the interception. It could have been more relaxed at the end instead of going for tying the yeah, game. They could have gone going for, for it on fourth down is always like such a momentum. Like momentum always changes. Like whoever gets picks it up. Like if you pick it up, then it's like momentum goes heavily in your favor. And if you like don't convert it, then it's like momentum heavily goes the other way. So it's basically like yeah. you're asking for a swing and momentum and seeing like which way do you think you can swing Wait, it. Adam, are you Definitely talking about the beginning of the game? That that play, that drive? Yeah, the, that opening drive. Yeah. Yeah. So so you're saying they should have gone for the field goal instead of the like touchdown. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, don't know. because because you have like when was that? Like five minutes into the game, so you had like fifty five minutes to score more points. <laughs> like it's not the end of the world that you don't com- that you don't get the touchdown on that. Um, I guess I would agree drive. you. I guess I would agree with you on that aspect. But then, then my issue with it is the play calling. Because if you're fourth and three on Atlanta's four yard line, and you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, like just run the ball at that point. Like, why are you throwing? Why are you playing? Why are you doing a pass play? So in that aspect, right. I agree that with you. Yeah, yeah, but they were holding up the Falcons for a long time. I, I think what what killed them towards the end was was their run defense. They were just letting. Um, what was that? What's the Falcons running back's name? Um, um they're just laying him. Caleb Huntley, that guy. Yeah, and Huntley. Tyler, yeah, they're just, Huntley, yeah, they're just letting him them. Too. Yeah, him too. Yeah. They're just letting them have big play after big play towards the end, and then just let them into field goal range all the time. Yeah, both those guys like had like eight point four and five point six yards per carry, and even Cordell Patterson like four point two before he went out. Seems like their run defense kind of failed them. Yeah, this is my issue. Right. This is my issue with the Browns. Like, you should, you should be four and zero. I know your quarterback is like not Deshaun Watson, but your roster is pretty good everywhere else. And like, and and Brissett has been like solid. Like with this schedule you had at Panthers versus Jets versus Steelers at Falcons, you should really be four and zero at least. Three yeah, and those one. are pretty cheese. Those are pretty cheese matchups. Like I'm sure there's at least gonna at get least three and one. And now you're playing Chargers, Patriots, Ravens, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills, Bucks, and then you do get Deshaun back back. Like you might not even be above five hundred. It might not even be point bring it back. That's what I Damn, I've been saying man. this all year. Like like you have to kind of like like you have to have uh, Deshaun back with at least like two three games above five hundred to have a reason to come back if you have a shot to make the playoffs. Uh, so this is just not a good start for them. It's not ideal in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, I didn't realize it until like you put it into perspective, but now it seems a lot more worse. <laughs> Yeah, this goes back to my point with brother with the Falcons. Like they're do- like Falcons and the Seahawks. I've been saying this. Like they're just doing better than expected. Like I wanted like I I wanted to bring it up later, but like uh, Marcus Mariota and Gino, they're having the years where like Ryan Tannehill. You know how Tannehill he didn't work with the Dolphins, but then all he needed was like a new team, and he went to the Titans. I'm not saying he's like a star, but like he's serviceable, right? And so that's what Mariota and Smith, uh, Mariota and Smith, are both doing. They're like both going to another team, getting a new fresh start, and they're like they're making it work. They're making the situation work. Mariota's been like solid. I know he hasn't had that good of a game, but like for, for the season in general, he's just doing his job. He's not losing them the game, you know. Yeah, he's a great playmaker too. Yeah, like yeah. he had, I remember he had like this one um, play in that in the Browns game where it looked like he was running off out of bounds, and then he just suddenly throws like a fourteen yard pass to I think yeah. it was. Uh, remember that. Like that was, it seemed like he was running out of bounds, and then he just shocks everyone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I mean, for him, like thing. he's like always been like pretty good. The problem is like on the Titans, like as a Colts fan, like I saw like all his games, like that man would just like take like the check down like way too often. Like 
he just like didn't really take risky throws, but like he's starting to take those throws now. And like I think he understands like in order to win the game, like that's kind of what you have to do. Like now he's like throwing like longer like passes and like getting bigger pass plays, and that's kind of like how he has to play now. So he definitely improved in that aspect. Um, and they yeah, are I mean, their first place in the division. So <laughs> who would have thought crazy. that? Yeah, I mean, I think it'll still balance out, but, like, I mean, good for them. At least they had, like, one month where they, like, had fun, you know? <laughs> oh, my God, Raj. You're already giving up hope? This is going to be the four seed in the playoffs. Watch. Nah, that'd be crazy. <laughs> if they do, then we'll come back to this. But now, uh, yeah, let's move on to the Commanders and Cowboys. Dude, I don't know what's up with Cooper Rush, man, but this guy's a baller. Like, he's just, like, a winner. <laughs> like, he... Like, people are, like, actually talking about that there might be, like, a quarterback controversy. But, like, I don't think there will be because Dak Prescott, like, just makes too much money. I think we talked about that, too. Um, but, yeah, like, he just wins every single game. And, and it's pretty impressive. Like, dude, literally, Kyle, remember, like, the first week, like, when Dak got hurt? Where, like, yeah, there's only been one team ruled out of the playoffs. And we're, like, laughing at them for, like, falling, like, 0-1. But since then, like, they've rattled off three straight. Like making me and Kailash eat our words. Uh, I don't remember. Like they're that. just figuring out ways to win. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember ever saying that. I don't know what you're talking about. So yeah, keep going. I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like they're making the offense work. Like I thought. I really thought without Amari Cooper, like their offense would just not look good. But like CD Lamb has like stepped up, obviously, and they get like random contributions. And, and like they still like they they get random contributions so, like Noah Brown, um, and they still have Michael Gallup. <laughs> But, like, they're just, like, doing a really good job right now of winning games. And, like, I think their offense is just doing enough. But, like, it's really their defense. Like, their defense yeah. is just way too good, man. Like, it, it's actually really – their defense is way better than I thought it would be. Like, I'm, I might have been underestimating them, but, like, their defense is solid. Yeah, and Carson's continuing to make a <laughs> – do a good job losing games. <laughs> But I don't know, like Carson, like he's good, but like you just can't put him in like situations where like, he, like he's passing forty two times a game, like that's just like way too much, like especially like what is the most that they were down in this game, like until the fourth quarter, like I think that's when they like really started falling behind, but ever they since then like they're going into yeah they're down like five or ten yeah like you have to like mix it up like. You just can't put the ball in Carson's hand that much. Like, I know, like, if you, it's like high risk, high reward whenever you do that. And, like, this is the game where, like, the risk outshone the reward. <laughs> I think it was like week one where, like, he went ham and they won. But yeah, it's just like a little bit risky, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, I, they just need, like, a more semblance of a running game in order to win games, I think. Like, Antonio Gibson, like, they need to get him more touches and, like, actually, like, block for him. Carson Wentz is just uh, a poor man's Tom Brady. Like, like the way you beat Carson Wentz, I, 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 I know that statement is like going to be taken out of context and people are going to use it somewhere else. But I mean, in the sense of like, like the way to beat him is just pass rust, like the fuck out of him, right? Like, like honestly, if you, if like, if he has solid, if he has a solid O line, he can make the passes and win you games. Like you saw that in Indy last year. The only issue is when like his O line is kind of beat. He's not very good at just taking the check down to throwing the ball away. He tries to make something happen. And then he like throws the ball behind him or whatever, right? So that's like the that's what that's why he has such a bad rep. Rep. So again, I just this is Washington O line. It's not just this game. I know he played played a good defense, but just all season, like he they have not been protecting Carson. And I don't know if this is just 
a Washington O-line problem. It might just be a Carson problem. I just think, I don't know, maybe this is my theory. I don't think, like, his teammates like him. They just let him get hit every game, no matter where he plays, whether it's Philly or Indianapolis and Washington. Next year, when he plays for the Texans, we're going to see if they like him there. Right? But uh, I don't, I don't, I just, that's I don't a think... crazy projection. <laughs> I just don't, I, I just don't think it, everywhere he goes, he just never gets the help he needs. He just gets like hit everywhere. And like, I, I don't know, man, it's like, it's like pretty sad to see. But I, I don't know, on the Cowboys standpoint, yeah, you're right. Like, like that, I, I think Trayvon Diggs is now more, I know he used to get cooked a lot. Like, he wasn't that good at like a pass coverage. He, he was just a, like a ball hawk. But now, like, his, like his like zone coverage and, like, route coverage has been a lot better. Like, he's staying on receivers now. I know it's not like – I mean, it, it, he was guarding Terry McLaurin most of the games, which is, like, a pretty good route runner. So, he was playing good, and obviously, um, like, a Parsons is a beast, you know? Like, that, that's, that defense is, like, solid, man. Yeah, for sure. I, I think their defense can carry them. Uh, like, they'll, I think they'll be a good team. Like, if da- I think Dak will come back soon, too, uh, if I'm not wrong, so – I mean, now it's there's no good. reason to rush him because okay maybe you okay you're playing the Rams, uh in L.A. Maybe I mean you might just have to take the L on that game and then like start him in Philly, next game and then like go from there. Yeah, but I don't know with that Rams offense the way it's playing like they could low key win man. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't think the Rams offense is like as intimidating as it was like last year. I, I think they actually have a chance to win. Um. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um. Anything else on this game, or do you want to move on? I don't got anything. All right, yeah, let's go to the Seahawks-Lions. Um, yeah, this is like, I don't even know how to explain this game, uh, but it's just like insanely high scoring. Like the Seahawks is won 48-45. to 45. Literally, the Seahawks An didn't score less shootout. than 10 points in a quarter. What was that? An unexpected shootout. Yeah, right. Uh, Unexpected to who? To who? As what have, what have I been saying all year? Who's the best fantasy quarterback? In, yeah, Jared. In the last years? Jared motherfucking Goff, bro. I'm <laughs> telling you. Yeah, his stat line is crazy, actually. Like, 26-39, 378 yards, four touchdowns, one pick. Like, I'm pretty sure the Lions have, like, the number one scoring offense. But they yeah. also, like, their defense also gives up, like, the most points in the NFL. Which is, like, where they're really struggling. Um, but yeah, I mean, this game, it was like all TJ Hawkinson on offense. He was like eight for 179 and two touchdowns. It's kind of like an insanely monster game after he's like pretty much been quiet for like the first three games of the season. Um, but I guess like without Amon St. Ra, like this is, they're just going to go to TJ Hawkinson and he, he's a pretty good tight end. Like I, I don't, I didn't understand like why he was barely involved before. It just seems like they had so many people to throw to. Um, but yeah, I mean. This team can put points on the board, man. Like they don't have like DeAndre Swift and or Amon St. Ra. Or like and they they still don't have Jamison Williams yet, like the guy they drafted, uh, the wide receiver. Like so like yeah. their offense is operating at like half strength. And they're still putting up like insane points on the board. Like this is definitely something that's like really good for them to build on. But like the question I have is how do you fix their defense? Like what do you do? Because like they, they have like like good draft picks now on there, like Aiden Hutchinson, they took him like second overall. Jeff Okuda, like, is in the secondary. Like, how do you? I don't get how you fix this, but they're just giving up like way too many points on that side. So they've given up yeah, 35, season... 35 points, twenty-seven points, twenty-four points, forty-five points. God damn! Oh right, yeah, go ahead, Adam. Yeah, this season is starting to look like a repeat of last season, where they just 
kept having close games and just kept falling short. They all were always the, on the losing end of those close games or like near comebacks. Like they were down to like 20 points this game and they were very close to coming back. It, it just seems like they're always stuck in that situation. It might be it almost definitely is because of the defense. Um, yeah, right. Like the offense points. like has always done its job. It felt like to me. Yeah, but the defense just like leaks so many points. They just let so many touchdowns get in. And it's just unfortunate. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and, and like, if you look at the Seahawks stats from this game, like it looks like they had a pitcher perfect game on offense. Like Geno Smith, twenty three for thirty, three twenty yards, two touchdowns. Rashad Penny had seventeen carries for one fifty one, which is like a nine yard average per carry. So like that's that's insane. Geno Smith also rushed seven carries for 49 yards. Like DK Metcalf. That, that touchdown run of his, it looked like something out of like Josh Allen highlights. Yeah. <laughs> Those That's for him. DK Metcalf had seven for 149. Tyler Lockett had six for 91. Like this is like the most like perfect game like Seahawks fans could have like probably drawn up. Like if you just look at the box score, like the numbers just look like way too perfect. Um, but yeah, I mean, scoring forty-eight points in a game is like actually ridiculous. In uh, uh, Jared Goff has—I don't know if you guys saw—but Jared Goff has now played in three of the twenty highest-scoring games in NFL history. So obviously, one oh, of yeah, I've seen that. one of them is this game. I don't. Can you guys guess the other two? One of them was, it was the, like the Rams Chiefs, the right? A couple years ago, Rams yeah, Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, Rams Chiefs. Like, 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 like the year they made the Super Bowl, and then anyone got the other guess? No, I forget. Adam, you got anything? It might be another one of his. I'll give you a clue. The, 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 start, the starting quarterback for that team is, is known for throwing the same number of picks as he throws touchdowns. And they just oh, got destroyed against... by her. And they just got destroyed by Hurricane Ian. That helps. The against like the Bucks, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. The Bucks Rams in uh, 2019, it was 55 to 40. The Bucks won. Oh my God. That's <laughs> think, crazy. Jameis Winston had four touchdowns. Ronald Jones, Peyton Barber had a touchdown. Uh, yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, that is. Yeah, so yeah, Jerry, I'm uh, telling you, Jerry, Jerry Goff in fantasy, man. Jerry Goff just puts up numbers. Yeah, someone had to have picked him up by now, but I got to check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, but on Seattle standpoint, like again, this is the same thing with Ron Tannehill, Marcus Mariota, like um, example. Like he's just found somewhere where he's like doing good. Like he's better than that other guy that they traded for, that they got rid of. You know, honestly, just saying, he looks a lot better than Russ right now. And uh, like they see, I was just using him the right way. I mean, they have the pieces around him. You obviously have like a relief receivers in DK and uh, Tyler Lockett, but like like Gino's just making the throws. He's not costing them games. You know, and they have a balanced run game. And obviously, if you have a coach like Pete Carroll, who's like not a risk taker, they don't end up taking risk at all. Like no fourth down attempts, nothing. They just take the field goal, take the points whenever they need to, and then do what they got to do. So yeah, like I mean, they're, like they're are they they're first in the division, right? Yeah, they're first in the division. Them and Atlanta, bro. Who would have thought? <laughs> both these teams should have been like two two worst teams in the NFC. They're both leading the division in October. Kind of crazy. Yeah, no, that that is crazy. I mean, it's kudos to them, man. Like, they just show up and play well. Like, as long as they don't, like, kill themselves, like, you have to work pretty hard to beat them, it seems like. Um, 
And like so far, like they've been doing a pretty good job of like reducing their errors, I guess. Uh, but yeah, speaking of Ryan Tannehill, we can talk about his game next. Uh, Titans Colts twenty four to seventeen. Yeah, this one is pretty pretty disappointing for me. Um, it just seemed like last week, like the Colts, like they turned the leaf by like you know beating the Chiefs, even though like you could call it a fluky win because like you would have thought like oh like if uh, Chris Jones like doesn't get that penalty in the last drive, like the Colts probably don't win that game. But this game was just like, it's just, I think it was just shocking, like how strong like Tennessee just came out. And like the whole time, like the Colts, like, I don't know what's happened to them. Like the past like decade, they used to like dominate the AFC South. And now it seems like they actually play the worst against the AFC South and against like any other team. Doesn't matter how good they are, but like they'll play them like really well. Like, I don't get, like, over the past couple of years, like, you beat, like, the Bills, you beat, like, the Chiefs, but then, like, you play, like, the the Rams and the Bucks like, pretty close, like, literally, like, the teams that are, like, in the AFC Championship, NFC Championship every year. Um, and then, like, you can't, like, beat, like, the Titans, who's, like, who are definitely, like, a mediocre team this year. And then, like, the, the like, just to go against the division, like, three divisional games in, like, the first, like, uh, four weeks and not have like a single win is like re- is like pretty bad. Um I mean there's still like plenty of season left to be p- played but like their division record is just going to be like not good and the only way they can fix that is like if they literally beat every other team like on the other way and like hope that like they mess up along the way but um yeah what were you guys thoughts on this game? Adam you can go. I have I have a lot to make fun of with Raj so you can go first Adam. <laughs> Um, I mean, it just it just seemed like um, I mean, Derek Henry had a good game. I think that's that's what carried Tennessee most of the way. Um, Tannehill had like pretty average, not even average, more like sub-average uh, stats. Um, yeah. And um, and yeah, the, I mean, from being at the game, like the Colts just, I the definitely Colts just agree with themselves you. in the hole. Yeah, like, I definitely agree with you, like, from being at the game. But, like, it just looked like, I don't know, it wasn't like Derrick Henry was doing, like, like Derrick Henry things where he's, like, running over people and, like, stiff-arming people. Right. Like, the Colts just had, like, really bad tackling in the first half. And then in the second half of the game, they held the Titans to 28 yards of offense on, like, 20, 20 plays or something like that. So it just seems like they they got, like, smacked in the mouth in the beginning to start the game, just playing, like, really poor defense. And also, like, the turnovers... I think for the Colts are like really bad. Like Matt Ryan can't stop fumbling the ball, but also like their offensive line is just like so putrid. Like the way that the team is built, like their offensive line can't play like the worst offensive line in the league. Like they have to be at least average. Like for them, like if if they play average, I argue like they they would win. Like probably like this game, and then probably like the Texans game too. Okay, Raj. But... So explain explain. Your day at the game how was how was indianapolis how was the game how was the vibes how depressed did you feel after the game i want to hear all this give it to me because we're talking about your team uh i mean indianapolis was pretty fun I, I mean if you guys like haven't been it's like a pretty good like host city for like sporting events um i don't think it's like super fun to like stay in for like more than like three like nights probably <laughs> which makes it like perfect for sporting events like you kind of just want to go there um, like the downtown area is really nice. Like they have a lot of like nice uh like restaurants and bars to go to. Like this time, like in Indy was pretty popping. Like it, there's like they have like a lot of like live music events there. 
and it seemed like there were like a lot more live music events at least this time around um the downtown area is just like really nice uh but yeah i mean going to the game i mean i think like all colts fans were like definitely optimistic because like i don't know the titans is like a matchup that like colts fans always circle right like normally in the past like four or five years like these matchups are the ones that decide the division and like i don't know i think like colts fans and like the owner too probably are just like tired of just like losing to or like playing down to like their level like i don't think anyone would have a problem losing to the titans if like the colts like didn't make that many mistakes on their own but they just like always seem to like make mistakes themselves against the titans like that's like 90 percent of the reason they lose um yeah, the game was really fun. Like, we had great seats. We were actually at, like, the 10-yard line. Oh, shit. Like, five rows or something from, from the front. Yeah. Um, Like, unfortunately, like, we didn't get, like, much red zone action going on our side. Like, all the touchdowns were scored on, like, the other side of the field. But, like, the plays that were close by, like, were really cool to see. Um, And, and it went by, like, really fast, I would say, too. Like, it, this game, like, felt like it went by really quick. I don't know. Maybe that was just depression. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it was, like, pretty, like, deflating in the arena afterwards. Like, once the Titans went up, like, the Colts fans themselves, like, I mean, they, they would still cheer and stuff. But, like, in between, like, the pl- bad plays, like, everyone's just, like, dang, like, fire Reich, fire Ballard. Like, we miss Carson Wentz, etc. Like, oh, oh, my. That's how you know it's bad. Carson. That's how you know it's bad if you want Carson Wentz back, man. Uh, no, no, no. Over Matt Ryan. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I it's I don't think it's like I don't think he's that much better than Matt Ryan. I think like it just like looks like that because the offensive line has regressed like insanely. But yeah, man, like Matt Ryan is like out there like running for his life, and he should like should not be doing that. Like whenever he's had time to throw, he's looked good. But yeah, yeah. yeah so so this is back to back weeks where the Titans have like only scored their points in the first half and then still won the game. Like they did the same with the Raiders and then and then they still won the game. Same thing with this game. Like twenty four what. Uh, ten at halftime, right? Twenty-four to three. Oh yeah, twenty-four to three. Oh no, at halftime, twenty-four to ten, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this was twenty-four. Yeah, so half to so, yeah. yeah, and, and like the first possession for the Colts, it was a fumble, and then boom, the Titans got the ball, and then like I felt like the Colts had so many opportunities in the fourth quarter, and 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 then like I think there was two plays where like again another Matt Ryan fumble, and then a Jonathan Taylor fumble, and then and then the final possession. Like, it was because the offensive line couldn't protect Matt Ryan again. But I feel like in that position, you have to throw the ball away. And I, I know they're coming from the edges, and, like, he weren't able to get out of the pocket. But, like, just do anything besides taking a sack. Like, like at least if you're elite in, like in better field goal range, Chase McLaughlin could have been, like, able to kick that. But that was, like, a pretty long field goal. But, I mean, even regardless, like, the game was probably over. Even if he makes the field goal, you're probably not getting that, like, uh, onside kick anyways. Yeah, so I just feel like the Colts had no. I mean, at that point, they just needed a stop. Like they, they didn't have to do onside. They were like, there was enough time. Yeah, and so yeah, I feel like the Colts just like they dug their own grave. Like, like this is the problem. Now you're all two and one. It's a division. Me and you were talking like in the beginning of the season. You have to go at least four and two, right? So now you have to hope for like a. I mean, you still can win the divisions very early in the season, but now like like you have a bad record against the division. And, like, there's two teams, at least one that looks, like, average, another one that looks pretty solid, that are, like, pretty much better than, or that look better than you to start the season. And, like, the issue is, like, it's kind of a similar situation to what we've been saying before, where, like, there's no offensive weapons for the Colts. Again, I, I get um, I get Michael Pittman's, like, really good, and that's really it. Like, that's really it. And, and you have a, that's where you have a game where, like, 
randoms will go off. Like last week, it was like uh, Alec Pierce or like Jelani Woods the week before, and then this week it was more Ali Cox. Like it just like random players go off, but it's not. Ne- there's never any consistency with this offense, and part of that is just the scheme that they're running, and part of that is just like Matt Ryan just like throwing to whoever he wants because he's just scared of getting hit. You know, so and then like because the O line being so bad, Jonathan Taylor can't be himself. Like he hasn't been that great to start the season. Nah, I think the receivers have been fine, bro. Like you can't even say like I'm not even gonna blame the receivers until like the line plays. No, 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 I'm not blaming receivers. Like, There's just I'm not blaming, I'm blaming like the lack of talent of receivers. Like, like, like it can't just be Pittman. Like don't you feel like if you had like another? But threat? yeah, that's not gonna help though. Like if they can't block, that's not really gonna help. Yeah. Like it doesn't. It doesn't matter who you have out there. Like you, he, not, he doesn't have time to get them the ball. How do you fix his O line then? What are you supposed to do? Like. I don't get how you do this. I mean, the problem is, like, they have, like, so many people, like, playing out of position, which I, like, don't understand. Like, their left tackle, Matt Pryor, is, like, one guy they replaced. He's, like, actually, like, a right guard. So, like, he's, like, sucking in there. And then, like, they were playing Danny Pinter, who, like, played well last year. But, like, this year, he's just, like, not been up to the task. And he's getting, like, mauled. But, again, Danny Pinter is, like, a center. So like I think what you have to do is like they have to they have a rookie like left tackle like Bernard Raymond he got hurt I think he's like working his way back in my opinion they should start him at like left tackle and then move like Matt Pryor back to right guard and see how that works Yeah I mean this game they tried like uh moving like Will Fries or whatever to the to like the right guard and it like I mean their passing offense was fine this game the problem is like on key downs they're like unable to make the play and like I don't know, like I think the issue is also like Quentin Nelson and Ryan Kelly have definitely like messed up, and you can't have like your Pro Bowlers messing up. So like they need to be like better coached, they need to be better prepared, and their best players like have to play well. I think that's how I think that's just what needs to happen. They're going to Denver next week, and then they host Jacksonville, and then they play Tennessee. So I think you have to win these three games. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think you have and then to. You host, and then you host Carson Wentz to end that month. So you have to go at least 3-1 in this month, I feel like. But but you need that Tennessee game because, like, I, I know it's, like, these are divisional games, but, like, you can't lose the game at home to the Titans. Like that, that's the one you needed. Yeah, I agree. I mean, every every divisional game from now on is, like, must win for the Colts, I think. If not, like, you could just say goodbye to the, to the, going to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean. It, we'll see. I, I, I'm getting made more fun of than you. Because I was very high on the coast this year. I had him as a two seed, <laughs> make the AFC Championship game. Yeah, I mean, it's not a good look. Yeah, I mean, the problem is, like, dude, their weaknesses, like, just get compounded, like, in cl- in these close games. Like, it just seems like whatever, like, reasons we knew, like, would they would, like, suck. Like, we're, like, unsure. Like, oh, will these guys play good on the O-line? But in my opinion, like, every single unit on the team has, like, showed flashes except for the O-line. And, like, because of that, like, the running game... Like, I think the best way to describe it is, like, the Colts are, like, a team built to run the ball, but they can't run the ball. So, like, everything else just looks weird. <laughs> but, yeah. All right, we could move on from this depressing game. Uh, it's depressing for you. Let's go to... Not for anyone else. Yeah, depressing for me. <laughs> uh, we could go to the Bears and Giants. So, the uh, Giants <laughs> actually pulled this one off 20-12. to 12. The New York Giants are sitting at three and one. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was like a pretty like weird game, I guess. Uh, they were just really feeding Saquon. 31 carries for 146 yards. Like the Giants just like pounded uh, Saquon. And like he he's definitely back. I think we've talked about that, but he's back for sure. And Brian Dable is getting him involved. Um, 
Daniel Jones only had like eight for 13 and then like Justin Fields at 11 for 22. So it's like a very like low passing like game, uh, which probably makes sense why it's so low scoring. But um, I mean, the Giants, like they find ways to win games this year and they're three and one and like they look like a they look pretty good to me. I mean, I don't know like if they can make noise in the playoffs, but like at this point, like you have to think they're headed for the playoffs with the way that they're able to win all these close games. Right, so can we relax? Like they're three and one. Like their opponents are the Panthers, Cowboys, and Bears, and they lost to the Cowboys, and they beat. That Titans game was a fluke. Like whatever. Like this three and one start is like honestly, like everyone's overhyping it. Like I, I understand they 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 like they look like they're like a different Giants team. They're playing better, but I don't know about like on the way to the playoffs. Like their, their schedule gets a lot tougher. But like the Packers and the Ravens in the next two games, like as it, it's. They don't have the offensive firepower to be doing that. Like, you you can't put up only twenty points and then only getting basically field goals every single play on the. Uh... Yeah, I think that only works against the Bears. <laughs> and literally, like, yeah, it only works against the Bears. Every game, they only, there's always like they also only scored field goals. Every game is always like one random big touchdown by Saquon. Like that's happened the last two games, right? And you can't rely on that every single game. So, like, I don't know. I think they're a fluke. How do you feel, Adam? Yeah, I feel the way I I feel like they're kind of like how the Panthers and the Broncos started three and zero last season. Everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, they're making it all the way to the playoffs," and then sort of their weaknesses started to show later on. Um, this is sort of the same thing. Uh, they had like they had this crazy win in week one where they went for that two point conversion and actually converted it. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe I'm just gassing them, the- but. We'll see how it goes. I mean, I think like I think, I think that's I think wins like that hype a team up a lot more than they should, um, because th- that game was that week one game was sort of the the stats didn't surprise anyone that much. It was just that the, the way they won the game that sort of put them in the headlines and sort of hyped them up. Yeah, that that was an epic victory. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see how their defense like plays against these other better teams. Like, if they could actually limit them uh, offensively, then I think the Giants will have a chance because, like, I don't know, if you have Saquon Barkley, like you, like you should be able to move the ball and score like at least like once or twice a game. But you guys are right; like their offense just like hasn't put up that many points. Like they are three and one, but like they put up twenty one, nineteen then 16 points in a loss and 20 points. So, like, they've yet to score over 21 yes. points in a game. And, like, I don't and know, if you, if you go against the Packers and Ravens, like, you will guaranteed need to score more than 21. Daniel Jones only threw 71 yards. Yeah, I don't know how like, they won. That is not, especially in the modern NFL where, where passing is is more um, beneficial. Like, you can't pass the 71 yards. They also don't trust him because, like, there was, like, a lot of third and eight, like, third and long plays where there's, like, I just hand the ball to Saquon, and either it works or it doesn't. They just don't trust him. And then, like, I mean, it's fair to not trust this guy. Yeah. Yeah. As far um, as the Bears. Do you guys have any thoughts on the Bears? I don't know, man. Justin Fields, like, okay, I just think he's <laughs> – on the it, it's partly him and it's on and he's also like part of a bad franchise like it's like a mix of both like they might be one of the least talented teams in the NFL as a roster standpoint and then there's just Justin Fields trying to work with something right? like I, I, I don't know you can't give like an up and coming quarterback who who was really good in college and like has the skill 
like nothing. And they don't have anything on this team. So obviously he's not going to do much with it. So like, yeah, this is just a product of like a good player coming to a bad franchise once again. My opinion, but like, I, I, there's a lot of times where he like forces throws and just doesn't know what he's doing. Also, so like, yeah, I and mean, we talked about that. He just needs like an offensive-minded coach. Like, if you want to like get the most out of him, give him an offensive-minded coach and see like how he can groom him. Like, they're not doing him any justice by just getting like Matt Nagy and uh like Matt Eberflus. Like, it's just not gonna help him that I mean, much. He'll be starting for the Packers next year once Aaron Rodgers retires. So don't worry. <laughs> Damn, Kyle's making insane quarterback <laughs> uh, movement predictions here, but we'll just we'll just remember. Yeah, these Fields days. to the Packers. Carson Wentz uh, to the Texans. Carson Wentz to the Texans. Ew. That's so nasty, man. <laughs> All right, and now we can uh, go on to the marquee matchup uh, of the week here: um, the three and O Eagles against the two and one Jaguars in a heavyweight battle. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, like, this game just shows, like, like the Eagles are for real, man. Like, the, their resiliency is crazy because, like, they came out losing, like, four, like they were losing, like, 14-0, right? And, like, we've seen, like, the Jaguars. Like, they've put away a lot of teams early by just, like, putting up points on the board. Um, Like, they did it against the Chargers, like, last week. And, like, the Jaguars are not, like, the Jaguars of, like, years past. Like, they actually look, like, really good. Um. And even though, like, they lost, like, they made this pretty competitive. But, I mean, the Eagles, like, keep doing this where they score. Like, they just have, like, these insane scoring outbursts. Like, they scored 20 in one quarter. And then, like, they just, like, ended up, like, getting nine more points uh, in the in the fourth quarter to end up winning the game. But, like, they seem to have, like, these scoring outbursts in one quarter. And they don't score the rest of the yeah. games or the rest of the quarters. And then they just, like, hang on enough and they make plays to win. And, like, at the same time, like, you also look at their schedule and, like, they played the Lions, Vikings, Commanders, Jaguars. Like, the Vikings was like are, like, probably the best team no, out no, of them. No, 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 It's the Vikings um, with Kirk Cousins on primetime, so it doesn't count. That's, ba- that's, that's basically, like, a Division <laughs> three college football team. I'm telling you. That's how bad that is. Yeah. Okay? So it doesn't count either. Yeah, that's true. I mean, their schedule will get, like, a little bit harder. But at the same time, I don't know if their schedule is, like, all that difficult overall. Like, the hardest... Like, they could finish with, like, a very well... Like, a very good record. But, like, I don't know if any of these teams are, like, testing them. Like, they have have the Cardinals. That's, like, kind of difficult, I would say. Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys. The two Cowboys matchups are, like, pretty difficult. And other than that, like, I don't see, like, Packers. Okay, they'll be a good team. Like, Colts, like, who knows what they'll look like by then, but maybe they'll still be competitive. Um, Like, and then other than that, like, the rest of the games, like, seem pretty easy. Like, the Titans, like, they're, like, average teams. Uh, Like, there's not, th- their schedule doesn't seem like it'll challenge them that much. So, I don't know. I think, like, they could finish with, like, a really good record. But then, like, I don't know, maybe there's a chance they still lose in, like, the first round of the playoffs yeah. or something uh, if they go against a good team. But, I mean, I can't say anything about them because they've been playing well and they're winning games. So, like, they're still, like, probably look like the best team in the NFL right now, but... Like, I don't know if they've had the competition to say, like, oh, yeah, like, this is a Super Bowl team. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, who would have thought four weeks in, who would have thought four weeks in that the only undefeated team in the NFL is the Eagles? Yeah, that's true. I never would have predicted Honestly, that. if you go to Philadelphia, you probably would have heard, like, half the people saying it. Is those fans or something else? Um, who? 
Yeah, man. I, I mean, I've been saying this, like I said this last week, last couple of weeks, like they always had like this one quarter where they go off and they just like don't know how to put up offense anyways, like anywhere else. But like this is a game where like, uh, I mean, it, I don't know if you guys saw, but this is like in the rain because like it's like the hurricane and aftermath. So it was like really slushy out there. And like, I think it kind of calmed down after a while. But like, uh, I, I, I don't know, like they, they like ran the ball a lot. And then like Jalen Hurts did his thing. It was like a very like 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 solid Eagles game. I also think it was more like the the Jacksonville just giving the ball away. Like Trevor Lawrence fumbled the ball four times and lost the ball four times. I was literally every that, that that they he gave them four touchdowns. I think they scored two touchdowns on four of those on four of those plays. So he just gave them twenty one points himself, right? So like I don't know. I, I mean again like Roger, right? They're probably gonna have a really good regular record, probably 11, 12 wins, and then probably losing the first round. I just don't see if this team has the talent and like I guess the experience also to like win like a playoff game, but like they'll probably be a good regular season ga- team just cuz like how the roster is and like how easy it is to get the regular season. But like uh I, I mean I, again, we can't say much. They're the only undefeated team in the league. So like good on them, but like yeah, and out of all the teams, like in my opinion, like they're still like I feel like they're like the most well prepared for every game. Like they always show up to play. Like I think like you could say that the most like they're definitely like been the best team at that at least four weeks through the regular season. Um, yeah. Do you guys have anything else on the Jacksonville side? I mean, yeah, like the rain. You're right. Like the rain game makes it like kind of weird to evaluate. Uh, but they couldn't really run the ball, and I think like. I don't know how good. I don't think their like running game is like all that great. Uh, I think it's just like the short passing game with like Trevor Lawrence. It looks like really good, but I mean, uh, don't tell Vishal that because he just traded Jalen Water for James Robinson. So I don't know why he did that. Stupid <laughs> trade. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like yeah, I don't, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. I mean, the thing is, like with with him like splitting with like Travis Atn, like. I know Travis Atn is like like it just seems like an incumbent like ready to take over like the guy who's been starting right yeah and like the thing that's like that's good is like Travis Atn can't really run in between the tackles right now like he's not that good at like running inside so like they'll still use James Robinson for that like once he figures that out like I think they'll just use like Atn more because Atn is like insanely he's like very explosive yeah. uh and like I don't know in situations like this like always what happens is like one guy. Usually the younger guy ends up like becoming the starter and the old guy like usually gets phased out and then like ends up like going to like another team or something. But we'll see how it goes. So you guys are telling uh, me this was supposed to be the best college prospect since Andrew Luck. This is supposed to be the guy. The guy that drops the ball four times. And there was one play where he just he was running with the ball and he just literally just dropped it. Nah, he fell out of, he's no Andrew Luck. It, it, it just fell out of his hand. He just dropped the ball. Like, this is supposed to be the best college prospect since Andrew Luck? Eh. This guy? At least Matt Ryan gets hit when he drops the ball, right? Yeah. See, at least there's people around him. Trevor Lawrence just be losing the ball for no reason. I don't know I don't know about this Kelly Linick quarterback, but, like, I said this last week also. Like, it's just the fact that, like, <laughs> if you get drafted to, like, a bad franchise and you're not as elite as, like, and your roster isn't that great either. But, like, they have the they – ha- he has a talent. He has a roster around him. So, like, I don't know. They, again, they are leading the division, so I can't say much on that. Like, I think they are better than years past. Like, if you're a Jaguars fan living in Jacksonville, like, I know you just got hit with Hurricane Ian, but it's probably, like, the one good thing that's going on being a fan with you right now. So, like, it's it's good. Uh, like, this is probably their best year they've ever had as a franchise, except, obviously, like, they, when they made the AFC Championship game. But, like, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I, Trevor Lawrence still hasn't proven it to me. I still haven't seen it. Like, he hasn't like shown it to me yet, so I need to see it. 
if this is the, if this is supposed to be the guy. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, let's move on to like a more. Uh, okay, I don't want to spend too much time on that one, but not this one because it's pretty boring. But Jets and Steelers. Uh, I mean, Zach Wilson came back. Uh, he wasn't like amazing, but I mean that's to be expected in your first game back. Uh, he threw one touchdown, two picks, two hundred fifty-two yards. The Jets actually come away with this one. Um, yeah, I mean, Kyla's the Steelers finally did what you asked and put in your boy Kenny Pickett. <laughs> who posted a wonderful stat line of 10 for 13 three picks <laughs> all, right, all right granted one of the picks one of the picks was a garbage time the other two he was just not that great but w- watch in the future pick it pick it to pick it to was is that, is his name pickens right yeah. pickens pick pickens, it to pickens. pickens is gonna be a line in the future watch get ready <laughs> um yeah, I mean Pickens is like really talented. Like, I'm I'm happy he finally had this game. Like, I don't get how he doesn't. He like barely had any usage in like the other games. Like, they should be throwing it to him more. Like, that's like the future. Like, I don't know. I know they still have Deontay Johnson, but like, it's just like he just seems like like he doesn't fit with like the future of this team really to me. Because like he's like held over from like the last like group of receivers. He should go to the Colts. Um, he should go to the Colts. Saying that would be amazing, but. We can't have good things in life, so that won't happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Steelers' offense is like putrid, and I guess they're just gonna keep on playing Pickett now. I think Pickett did get the starting job, so Kailash, literally, what you said happened. But yeah, unfortunately, yeah. this means they're not gonna Tomlin win anymore. Confirmed it. Tomlin confirmed it. I mean, but it was also kind of a. I think it was a bad move to to start Pickett like halfway through the game. I think they should have just stuck with Trubisky and just taken the L. Um, it it sort of makes it kind of makes the the move to make him the starting QB a little weird because like oh he threw three picks and now you're gonna make him the starter, um, but I mean with either quarterback the Steelers' offense is not looking that great. I mean, yeah. I, mean, I agree. They were down what ten six at halftime, but the Steelers' offense didn't look that great. But like Pickett, actually led them to two touchdowns. Obviously, he didn't score any. He ran one in, and then uh, who scored the other one? It was uh, he, he ran two? I mean, in. He ran two in. Yeah, he ran two. Yeah, he ran two of them right in. Right. So I, I'm saying like, just from the second half, he looked better than Trubisky from the first half. Like obviously he had the three picks, but just the just the way the offense flowed better, they were able to get down the field. Like Trubisky was struggling to get to like the fifty yard line. Right, so at least Pickett was able to get that, get the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. So like at least from that, he's earned a starting job. And I said this in the previous podcast. Like, how much better is Trubisky than Pickett is going to lead you to winning? He's not that much better. So you might as well just develop the young guy. Like, if if you're telling me the Trubisky is like I don't know Aaron Rodgers, then all right, go ahead, play him. Or even if he's like Jimmy, even <laughs> Jimmy G level, okay, play him. We're talking about Mitch Trubisky, like the most weirdest, winningest quarterback in NFL history. But like he just he's just not a good quarterback. The only thing he's ever been good at is like play, playing well for Nickelodeon slime off games. That's it. He's he's not he's not a good quarterback. I think we can all agree to this, right? Like play, just play Pickett, let the guy do his thing, let him develop, let him fail. You know, like I don't know. That's that's what I've been saying all year, and I'm glad Mike Tomlin heard me. You know, um, as far as the receivers go, I don't. know. This is what the Steelers do every year. There's like a new receiver that pops off. George Pickens, they've had James Washington go off. They've had Chase Claypool go off. Obviously, like so, ever ever since AB has like left, they just have a random receiver that goes off every single year. George Pickens is just the new Chase Claypool. So we'll see 
how things go, you know. And yeah, I agree with you. De- Deontay Johnson might be on this. Like they kind of don't need him. Like it's like he's just like he's replaceable just because like the, the, the way they use him. He's not like he's an older receiver that they, that'd be good better on a veteran team. And um, yeah, I agree. Uh, bro, okay, so but I, the actual game itself, like, the, how did the Jets win this? Because like they, I, again, they were down twenty to ten in like the fourth quarter or whatever at, at some point in the fourth quarter, and then like it was again like the Browns game where like. They just kind of just stuck in there, got the ball, made the right plays, and then, like, this time they actually won the game. But even the Browns game, they got lucky. But this one, they, like, won fair and square. So, I mean, they're – Yeah, it's their coach, man. Uh, Salah, he – Robert Salah, he, like, never makes them lose. He's really People call me crazy when I said the Jets would be the third seed in the division. But look where they are. <laughs> yeah. No, they, they're – I mean, they can sneak some wins for sure. Um, but yeah, let's move on to some of the more interesting games. Uh, so Bills, Ravens. Yeah, I mean, this one is kind of like, again, like the Ravens just choke away a lead. Uh, I think they were up 20 to three in this game and the Bills came back 20 points uh, pretty much to win the game. And they won on like a last second kick. But yeah, I mean, like, I don't understand like what more like Lamar can do. I feel like he's like definitely just like carrying the He's more so carrying the team like on his back. Like their defense like hasn't been that great like this year. Even though I feel like their defense like should is like always like seems like it's pretty good. But like if you've given up like like leads to like the Dolphins and Bills now, like I don't get how that defense can be dependable. And if your defense isn't dependable, it's just like Lamar Jackson pretty much carrying the whole game. Um, and yeah, like I I don't know. It was like a pretty messy game for the Bills. Like Josh Allen was 19 for 36, one touchdown, one pick. Um, he ran one in two. But like, I don't know, like if you're the Bills, like, and you win like these type of games when you're down 20 points to like a another potential AFC like playoff team and you can come back and win, it just shows like how really of a good team you are. And like we've been saying that, like the Bills, like they have they're probably Super Bowl favorites. I think they should be, but like this is just cements their case further for that. And this was another rain game. Yeah, this yeah, was, it's hard to win rain, rain games. Like you, the stats always look ugly in rain games. Yeah, they came back seventeen points in a rain game. That's that's pretty impressive. Wow, yeah. how many games were in the East Coast? What the Ravens game, the Giants game, the e- Ravens, the Philly the game, Giants game. Uh, Giants was in MetLife. Yeah, uh, and then I, I, I think Pittsburgh was probably away from all that damage, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I don't know. I just feel bad for Lamar. This is insane. This is like his team just fails him every game. They should really be four and zero. And like again, they're zero and two at home. They lost both games against good teams at home. And like both games at home, they like start off insanely good, had a good lead, and then they blew it. And like it's on the defense, but it's also on the offense not continuing what they've been doing in the first half. Like they look so efficient in the first half and kind of just like. Either it's just not working in the second half or, like, the defense understands. Like, they're not able to change it up once like, the defense figures it out. They kind of just have one game. This is how we're going to win the game. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. So, like, once the defense figures it out, they just don't have any other plan B or anything like that. So, I wonder if he's, like, running out of steam, like, by the end of games, like Lamar. Yeah, he can only do so much. I mean, that's a good point. Like, I mean, he's doing everything for them, right? He's fighting for a contract. He's fighting for his life yeah. out there. Like... And they don't really run the ball like that often, to. man. Like every other than Lamar, yeah, they used to. Yeah, I agree. But other than Lamar, like 
the running backs, like J.K. Dobbins is 13, Justice Hill has 8, and like Pat. Pat that's Jones, a, that's uh, a fullback, Ricard doesn't count, so Ricard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, they just like need to get him. Like, they need to make it easier on him. And sure. these are both teams who like decide not to run the ball this year, which is like surprising for the Ravens who like always ran the ball. They're like, they're like whole franchise life. Right. And like, these are both teams that would do a lot better if they just ran the ball a lot more. And it's obviously easier said than done, but like they're putting a lot of pressure on their quarterbacks to make plays. And like, you're exhausting, especially like risk risking injury for these guys. Now, again, another game with the bills or like, obviously like they've had to, they had to throw the ball more in this game because they were down early. But like it just makes it easier when you just have like a, a, a consistent running back, like having like getting yards, especially like in the first quarter. Like their first two drives didn't look that great, right? And like obviously like he threw interception right away. It wasn't really his fault, but like whatever, it was interception. And then like the, the, the and then and then they fumbled the ball in next possession. So it's kind of just like the game kind of just got out of hand in the beginning. But they stuck through it. They got their win. But I don't know. I, again, I get that they're Super Bowl favorites, and like I really like the Bills, but. They're after those for after that Rams game, they and I mean, after the Titans game, the last two games, they've I don't know if teams are figuring them out, but they haven't looked as scary as I was expecting them to be after the first two weeks. Yeah, I mean, in football, like no team is gonna look like scary the entire time. Uh, I feel like there's definitely times where even the best teams just don't show up, but like getting wins out of those games is really important, and they definitely at least got one. Have you met the 2009 Colts and Saints? Do you remember those teams? Those are some scary teams, bro. That was a different era. Yeah, yeah they those teams were insane, though. Yeah, those are some <laughs> scary teams. But yeah. I, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys feel about the um the decision by Harbaugh to go on fourth and goal, um where Lamar threw that pick? Um, I felt like it was a similar situation to like that Browns Falcons game where if you just settle for the three points, um, it changes the dynamic of the game. Um, because then instead you would have uh the Bills going down the field to tie the game rather than rather than winning the game and just forcing overtime. Yeah, I mean, it seems like easier to think about in like retrospect, I feel like for both of those, but it's kind of just like a trend in the NFL now to like just go for it on fourth down and like take the victory yourself. I feel like it's more about like a mentality thing like, oh yeah, like we're not going to settle for a field goal, right? Like we're going to take the victory. Like it's just, like a matter yeah. of like words and sentiment, but I mean, both of those, like, situations, like, I think it just, like, seems better in retrospect because, like, let's say they kick the field goal and then the Bills, like, kick the field goal and it ties, but the Bills end up winning in overtime. Then, like, everyone will argue, like, oh, yeah, like, they should have just gone for a touchdown on that fourth down, you know? <laughs> okay, so, Adam, to answer your question, I think this is how I feel about it. So, anywhere from the 3.30 mark to the one-minute mark, I think you go for the touchdown. Anything greater than 3.30, anything less than one minute, you go for the field goal. Because I think, let's say it's greater than three, th- three minutes and 30 seconds, you go, for, uh, uh, you go for the field goal, and then like the team, still, the team will come down and they'll do their thing, but you still have a chance to get another field goal, yeah. right? Or if it's less than... Yeah, I see your point, because or if it's, the, it gives them enough time for a two-minute exactly. drill. Or if it's less than one minute, they probably won't get, the other team will probably won't get down the field fast enough. But if you're in that little window, then I think you go for the touchdown. Because that's like in, that's like in the gray zone where a team can get down, you know, all the way down. So that that's that's why I feel about that. So yeah, this is a similar situation to the Browns play where like uh, you're on the two yard line, just run the ball. I know it's fourth down and like Lamar's your guy, but I don't know. Just quarterbacks need that in. Like get the ball in somehow. Like I just don't like I don't like 
teams like running the ball. I mean, sorry, throwing the ball when it's that close to the to the um to the end zone. So yeah, I I don't think they made the right call. I think they should have went for the field goal, let the Bills do their thing, and then you have a chance to win the game later. Yeah, it's a good question though. Uh, it's pretty. It's like very relevant in like most like in almost all the games, and it just feels like there's like so much like all the games are so close. It's like all these decisions do matter. Um, it's pretty yeah, interesting. The same thing happened last year with Harbaugh. He went for two, um, in like two different yeah. games. Failed yeah, I remember both that. Yeah, and that that was the difference between if had he converted those instead of being eight and nine, they would have been and eight. like they would have been ten and, and seven. seven. Yeah, and then they the didn't deserve to make the playoffs with that team just because like Lamar was out all year. I was glad they didn't make it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they would have embarrassed themselves anyway. And, and, and did you um, see uh, what's his name? I think was, was it Marcus Peters. I think he was yelling at Harbaugh at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. Like what after he just after they failed to get it? I guess after they lost the game. I get. I, I, I guess because they allowed. Like, I think it was. It happened around the time that that uh, the Bills were taking the knee. Okay. Yeah. Um. So for the goal. I guess yeah. maybe. I guess maybe Marcus uh, Peters got cooked. I mean, he didn't really get cooked anyway. I don't know. He just wasn't wasn't playing that good. Maybe he was just frustrated. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Harbaugh has been making a lot of shaky decisions recently. A lot of pressure on him to like get the Ravens back to where they once were. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see how they go on, but let's move on to the Chargers and Texans. Uh, yeah, I mean, this one, the Chargers just played really well. Um, I mean, I feel like they were like low key due for a win too, and like they just kind of beat up on the Texans a little bit. Um, I know the Texans kind of ended up, ended up like coming a little bit closer towards the end, but I never really felt like they were gonna win the game. Um, yeah, like Justin Herbert, uh, he played well again. I think he looks like a little bit better this game, I guess, off coming off of his injury. Um he's twenty seven for thirty nine, three forty yards, two touchdowns. This is kind of like Austin Eckler's game. He had uh I think three touchdowns, like one two on the ground, one receiving. Um he played really well. But yeah, I mean they just kind of took care of business. Uh on the like Mike Williams has stepped up a lot in Keenan Allen's absence. Um and he's like doing a great job before like he didn't look that good with Keenan Allen there, but without Keenan Allen, he looks pretty good. Um and for the Texans, I mean, Davis Mills does like kind of like the same thing every game, but they looks like they got their running back, uh, Damian Pierce going. He had fourteen carries for one thirty one yards and one touchdown. Um, pretty big game from him. I mean, this is back to back games that uh Mr Mr. Damian Pierce has been going off. So like that's good for them. I think yeah, I'm gonna start him now. And now he's about to have like one for sixty-two, no, like one for six. Watch, he's not gonna get anything. This is what happens in fantasy. That's why. It's, that's why it's eighty percent luck, Raj. Anyways, <laughs> I don't um, know about that. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I'm like kind of like disappointed in Davis Mills. I thought he was kind of better than. Like, I, 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 it, was, it was like those, those two picks that he had. Like it was kind of like really bad reads. It was like Mac Jones reading levels, where like Mac Jones only has a first read and he only throws it to his first read. And that, that's kind of, that's kind of what Davis Mills was doing this game, and like it was working for most of the game, and it just on those two plays that didn't, and that kind of cost them the game right there. They, they had a chance to win this game, but like if, if Davis Mills was just like he started the game off with a pick, and then the other pick kind of like was was late in the game where they could have used the uh, could use a touchdown. But uh, yeah, you're right. Like this is a bounce back game for the Chargers. They look good. 
I mean, okay, they didn't look good, but they looked like, okay, they just beat up on a bad team. They needed this win. Uh, Eckler finally got going, so I'm happy for you all, you Eckler fantasy people out there. Like, he finally did something for once. Uh, Herbert still doesn't look healthy, though. He just, like, looks like he's just, like, getting the ball up in the air and hoping someone catches it. Yeah, he looked, like, slightly better than last week, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that was just me. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I, I don't know, the Chargers needed to win this game because, like, last year they lost to the Texans in Houston. So, like, you can't do this back-to-back years. They're not the Colts, you know. So, like. Yeah, we're. <laughs> I'm going to be throwing shade all day, bro. You should, bro. It's embarrassing. Sorry. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I have, I have, like, literally nothing to say about this game. Any game that's going to involve the Texas for the rest of the season, like, I really don't care. They're, they're the worst team in the NFL. We can all agree. Like, I just do. There's nothing to say about them. Like, they're just in tank mode. Yeah, I think the only time I'll talk about them is, what, week 11 when Deshaun returns, or he should return. Like, they'll get a lot of love then, but that's really it. Yeah, yeah, weird. Um, so we can move on to the Cardinals and Panthers. Uh, the Cardinals end up winning 26-16. to um, Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, really what to say about this game. Uh, I mean, like... I, like all the Cardinals games I've watched, it just seems like their offense is just like Kyler Murray just running around for his life and like trying to make something happen. And it's just like, I don't get how it's sustainable, but I guess, I guess if you're going up against like a mid team, like the Panthers, like, you know, Baker, like he always seems to throw like a couple of picks per game. So like, you'll always have an opportunity. You'll always have more opportunities to score. Right. And like with that, you can figure it out. Um, but yeah, I mean, not like crazy numbers. Like Kyler Murray, twenty three for thirty two, two hundred seven yards, two touchdowns, one pick. James Conner, fifteen for fifty five. I just feel like I don't think like they did anything special to win this game, but it's just like the Panthers are like pretty bad. Um, like Baker, like he just like turns over the ball a little bit too much. Baker, um, and like again, like Christian McCaffrey only had like eight carries for twenty seven yards. Um, so like they can't really get a run game going either, but yeah, I mean, the Cardinals got the win, but like, I'm not really encouraged by them like that much. It's not convincing. I don't think we can really assess the Cardinals until week seven. Once they get D hop back, I think we have to wait for that. Cause like, yeah, it could be that, but like the, whatever I've seen so far, it's just like not look good, but. They're still two and two. It's not like the end of the I think world. on Saturday, I don't think there was like a Call of Duty like double XP weekend. So I think that's why Kyler played good. Like the weekend before, he was kind of shaky because of that. Like I mean, it's an obvious trend. We all know this. He just plays bad on Call of Duty weekends. So I mean, someone let me know. I don't know if either of you guys play like that, but let me know if there's a double XP weekend next week. So we'll know who's gonna win between the Cardinals and Eagles. Um Honestly, the only encouraging thing for me is like Hollywood Brown. He could be a really good number one because you know I've always hated on this man, calling him trash his whole life. Like he's been good in the Cardinals this year, and uh, like so. I mean, we'll see if he keeps up the pace as number two when uh, Diop comes back. But yeah, Kyler just runs for his life, just throws the ball somewhere up in the air, and someone catches it for him. So as like if you're playing the pan, yeah, you're playing the Panthers, like you're probably like those guys are gonna catch the ball, right? I mean, the Panthers have a good defense, but it's more like they're more like their uh, front line, not like the secondary as much. So, like, it was a game that I think everyone expected the Cardinals to win. Baker's whatever. Like, I don't know. The Panthers probably are the worst team in the NFC to me. Either uh, either them or the Commanders, honestly. Uh, there's there's just, like, a lot of talent that's kind of just wasted. I mean, I think the Commanders can score a little bit more, bro. 
And uh, yeah, then it might be, yeah, it might be these Panthers, honestly. Yeah, they, they have they have a uh, talent, bro. They have DJ Moore and Bobby Anderson on every other week, right? And they obviously have CMC. Like it's just I don't know. Baker is just just so he's just a frat boy playing football. I don't know. I just don't like it's it, it just like that. It's just that guy when you want to go play on Saturday morning after you're drunk and hungover the night before, and you guys just go, "Oh, let's go play football." It's just that guy playing quarterback because he's that's the only thing he can do because he can't run. That's literally what Baker is. Sounds like Johnny Manziel. Yeah, he's all over just Johnny again. Manziel. It, it, that's that's it. Like <laughs> he's not good. I, I but like they didn't draft anyone, right? They didn't draft a quarterback this year. Uh, no, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah. No, the they McCoral. Oh yeah, they, um, they did. Just, probably just start this guy. Honestly, I don't care. I don't care how bad he's just start him. Oh, is it? Wait, I think he's on IR bro? though. I think he got injured I as well know. in the preseason. Uh, but put DJ Moore quarterback. I guarantee he's probably better. <laughs> okay, yeah. right. they, they, they have yeah, PJ Walker. Right? For... Okay, yeah, I, I forget it. Yeah, this this is a horrible roster. Yeah, they do have PJ Walker. PJ Walker is pretty good. Um, I liked him when when I followed the XFL. Um, but yeah, it's pretty unfortunate for Baker. Um, I was kind of rooting for him because I felt bad for how how the Browns treated him um, when they were trying to get Deshaun. Um, but he didn't live up to the hype <laughs> of like getting to a new team. I thought he was gonna do better, like how you know Mariota and um, Gino and Mariota's doing on the yeah. Falcons, but and Gino, yeah, but. It doesn't seem like it's the same thing over in Carolina. But the XFL was what around yeah. for like what two weeks, and PT PJ yeah five, five weeks, weeks, and PJ Walker was on those teams. That's how he got a job. Are you serious? Yeah, <laughs> I mean he was on like the Colts like preseason. Like he would be like the Colts like third string quarterback, and he'd always go crazy in preseason. But then like they would never keep him because like he's just like a good preseason like type quarterback. He's also like ninety six pounds. But like if, yeah, he's yeah, so small. So like if you sack him once, he's probably not coming back to life. So I understand. Like, I, I guess frat yeah. boy it is. Um, yeah. Let's move on to the Patriots Packers game. Uh, this is actually like a really like it was a pretty fun game. Um, it kind of sucks for the Patriots. I feel like because, like, if you have like Mac Jones or even Brian Hoyer, I feel like you win this game. Uh, I mean, Bailey, Zappy, or whatever, like, didn't play, like, terrible. But, like, towards the end, the offense just got stagnant, and, like, they needed him to, like, complete a pass. And, like, that that's pretty hard if you're, like, the third-string quarterback and you're just, like, forced into action in a game like that, especially when it gets close and goes to, like, overtime. Um, it, It's just, like, a really hard position to be put in. And it kind of sucks, like I said, because the Patriots, in all likelihood, should have won this game if they had, like, one of their two, like, real quarterbacks. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I don't really know how, like their offense is just like, whatever. Like, I feel like I, it's like pretty unpredictable, like what'll happen. And like, even though their defense gives up like big plays, they also like keep them in the game somehow. Um, like, I I think like the issue is like, they, they give up like a little bit too much in the run game. I think like Aaron Jones had 16 carries for 110 yards. Like that's almost seven yards per carry. AJ Dillon is 17 for 73, 4.3. Um, and then when you have like the run game going like that, then like Aaron Rodgers just does like that weird like run pass option and he just gets like huge passing plays out of that. Um, but 
at the same time, I don't know. Like, I think who, I forget who's that rookie. I think it was Romeo Dobbs who missed like that, the pass from Aaron Rodgers that would have ended the game. And then because like he dropped that, it ended up going to overtime. So maybe, I don't know, but uh, they still ended up winning the game. But what are your thoughts on this one, guys? Uh, Adam, you can go first because this is my team. So I need to have my weekly rant session. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, it was kind of kind of sucked that the Hoyer got um, knocked out in the first quarter. Um, but the fact that they were able to keep it a game uh, all the way until overtime uh, with Zappy, um, like that, that just shows um, Belichick's coaching. He, he's he's still a good coach even without Brady, despite what people like to say about him. Um, and and it was it was even to the point where where Rodgers was saying like we can't win games like this like they were they barely won a game against a third string quarterback um, like <laughs> the Packers the Packers have I think also have some work to do. What the hell? Um. All right. So, anyways. I had, there's something was singing in my ear because I'm on the NFL uh, box scores. I just heard like uh, Lizzo going. Oh yeah, the videos will like just start playing randomly. Uh, yeah, I think Lizzo started time. singing for me. I got scared. I couldn't get rid of it. Um, <laughs> where are we at? Patriots. Okay, so all right, this is all right, this is how I feel. Yes, every, well, all of you guys are right. Yeah, you guys are both correct. Like they can't stop the run. Last week they let Lamar go off. The week before they let Najee Harris go off, and then and then the first week that they couldn't tackle for at all. Um, all right, my first point is, why is Brian Horrier still in the NFL? 14 years, what does he actually provide? Like, <laughs> someone, I need someone to explain to me. Why is he in the NFL? He's been with, he's with the Patriots early on when, like, the Brady thing was happening. And then he went to every NFL team in the league, and then he came back to the Patriots as a backup quarterback. You can find anyone on the streets of Boston, like any drunk guy that just, uh, the drunk Celtics fan, go pick him off off the street, and they can play better than Brian Horrier. I'm very confused as to why he still has a roster spot. I don't know if Bill Belichick and him have a thing. Like, I don't know if they have, like, if they have, if they're swingers with each other's wives. I don't understand what's going on. I don't know how these guys still have a roster spot. This is insane. Um, so I don't know if I agree with you that I say if Brian Hoyer was in the game, they would have won. Yes, maybe Mac Jones. Correct. But he hasn't been that good to start. Mac Jones, definitely, bro. Definitely. Uh, this is more to this, uh, to this roster. It's more like, all right. Yes, Adam, I understand that you're giving praise that, okay, they almost had a chance to win the game with Bailey Zappi or whatever it is, but, like, it shouldn't have come out of this position. Like, you should, you should have let Bailey Zappi start the game from the beginning. I don't understand why Brian Hoyer was playing. Like, and, 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 now, and now your quarterback is in question for the next week. Like, who knows who's going to be your quarterback? Again, it's the same issue where, like, um, Cool. It was a close game. They they made it close, and then when they when they need to get the ball going, they couldn't run the offense because again they just do not trust their quarterbacks. It was an overtime. They had the ball at the forty five yard line at Green Bay's forty five. It was fourth and five. Go for it. What do you have to lose? It's overtime. Six minutes left. Fourth and five at the Green Bay's forty five. Why are you not going for it? What are you actually playing for? You're one in three back to back years, and then they they punt the ball. It makes absolutely no sense. Just go for it. Who cares? Dan Rogers is going to score a touchdown or at least a field goal in the next play no matter what. And and this is what they do. So this is just so frustrating as a fan to watch this team. 
like okay cool the, 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 the defense can't tackle the ball but like they'll they'll stop the Packers one play and then the offense can't do anything or the offense will score a touchdown the next person defense can't stop the ball it's just been a frustrating year back to back years of going one and three everyone thought they was they're so good last year after they, they were just beating teams who were injured like this is not a good team this is the worst offense in the NFL maybe the second worst behind the Panthers Panthers or something or the Steelers this is a really bad offense like I don't know. I'm just frustrated, guys. This is just such a bad team to watch. Like, and now Damian Harris and Ramondre are like splitting carries. I think Ramondre had a lot more touches last week. I don't know. This is just next week. You're playing. You're playing. Oh, you're playing the Lions. Yeah, I'm going with the Lions next game. They're not winning that game. Yeah, they're they're just gonna score like an insane amount of points. And like, I don't know if the Patriots can keep up with like Brian Hoyer or Bailey Zappi. This is such a bad team. Like, why is Belichick? I feel like the way <laughs> I feel like the way that it's like the way that the team is kind of set up is like it's like they think like their defense is like pretty good. And like that's how like the offense is kind of set up, right? It's like, oh, like just run the ball, make like simple passing plays, like score enough. But like I don't think like the defense is like that good to like warrant like that like mit like the way the offense runs their scheme. I oh, guess it's crazy now since since Jack Jones or whatever had a pick six, now he's gonna get like a six year, seventy two million dollar contract. Just because he played for the Patriots. That's what's crazy <laughs> about playing for the Patriots. You just got to make one big play, and now you're like a top-tier cornerback. Look at Malcolm Butler. Look at- yeah, everyone will think like you're like really good. <laughs> and, 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 and look at Malcolm Butler. Look how he did. Look at J.C. Jackson getting cooked on every single play. These guys, these guys are just good in the system. They don't, they don't, they're not good after they leave. It's insane what the Patriots do to your career. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know, man. I need Bill Belichick to retire. It's, it's, it's tiring. I don't see them. They're not making the playoffs. They're not gonna. May might be third in the division, but uh, I'm ready to tank. Tank for whoever's in the draft. This is like this is bad. Damn. Yeah, that was very depressing. (laughs) See, what's crazy is like people are texting me like, "Oh, Patriots lost. Patriots lost." I have three rings as a fan. I can go. I can die in 2132 and live for 150 years, and I will not care if they don't win another championship game or if they don't make the playoffs. I have three Super Bowls, and most time, most more like most people in their lifetime will never get a Super Bowl. So I'm good for life. Insane. Yeah, that's true. You'll always have that. Uh, yeah, let's move on to the Broncos Raiders game. Um, yeah, so I mean, Vegas finally got their first win. I mean, they were like really desperate for this one. I mean, their offense was clicking like pretty much on like all cylinders. It felt like, uh, I mean, they got Josh Jacobs going, twenty-eight carries for one hundred forty-four yards, two touchdowns. He was make like I watched him. Like, I mean, the Raiders' offensive line was like, like okay, but like he also like made like insane runs out of like nothing. Like he was just breaking like a ton of tackles. And just like running like well, and, and Josh Jacobs was pretty good like a couple years ago. Like I don't know, he, he seems to be like a forgotten man in like the league and like in this offense. But like, he did pretty good. Um, and then finally, like whenever Derek Carr can get like Devontae Adams involved, like it's always good. He had nine catches for 101 yards. Um, like that, like that threat, and then being able to run the ball like makes you a pretty hard team to beat. And then like compounded with that like we've talked about it like the denver offense is just like very very like underwhelming um and i i don't know like exactly what it is i I think like we kind of gassed up like their receivers honestly because like i mean i think jerry judy is like good but like he also has like so many drops and like a lot of these drops come at like key times 
and I don't know, it's weird. It's like the way he drops it, like somehow ends up in like a pick. Like, it, I mean, it didn't happen this game, but like it happens in the past, like so often. Like, I actually saw like a two minute video compilation on Twitter of like Drew Locke and like Jerry Judy. And like, it's like Drew Locke just gives him like a perfect throw and he just drops it. And it's like a two minute long like compilation. So like, he has like all the talent in the world, but like you cannot drop the ball like that many times if you're trying to be like a good receiver in the NFL. And like, I think it's like it's like his talent that keeps him there because like if, if he was like wasn't as talented and like wasn't as highly touted, like he probably would have like lost his job by now. But like, I don't know. They still go the, the, like the Denver offense is just like a struggle right now. But I'm sure next week against the Colts is when they'll figure it out. But it looks like they also lost uh, Javante Williams for the season with a torn ACL. And, like, he was probably, like, the best player on their offense, like, to be honest. Question. Who gassed up the Denver receiving core? It wasn't me. It wasn't you. I don't... It was probably me. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't remember you. I mean, at least a little bit. I thought, like, they were going to be good. But, I mean, I still thought they were going to be the worst, uh, like, team in the division. But, I mean, we like the Raiders receivers better. I think, I think <laughs> you're talking about Shoot. I don't think you're talking about either of us. So I, I don't know, man. I, I I like this is really bad year for Russ. I don't know. I I think part of it is just Russ like not being trusted, and like not playing himself, play, like, playing like himself. And also it's Nathaniel Hackett. Like I'll be surprised if he has a job next year. Like he is such a bad coach. He is on life. He's like on like Anthony Lynn levels. He's on like Freddie Kitchens. Oh yeah, I remember you said this last. I mean, week I'm too. staying the same. He's on Freddie Kitchens levels. Yeah, you just gotta this reiterate. Bad, bro. He's, he's such a bad coach. He doesn't know when to make the right decisions at, at like and types. Like he goes for it on fourth down, but you shouldn't be going for it on fourth down. Like fourth and one at your own thirty-three yard line, let's go for it. Like it's it's ridiculous. And like obviously, we all know what happened week one. I, 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 they just found someone off the street and made him a coach. Like and like, uh, somehow yeah. they're still two and two. Like. They still have a shot in the playoffs. They still have a better record than they're the second in the AFC West. They still have a better record than the Raiders and the Chargers or whatever the Typhoons are. And now, like, the thing is, like, for this struggling offense, like, now they're going to be, like, a lot more predictable because, like, you don't have Javante Williams now. Melvin Gordon this game only got three carries because he kept fumbling the ball. Like, he, he's had some fumbling issues as of late. His whole, his um, whole career. Because between Melvin Gordon and Mike Boone. His whole career he's had, like, issues. <laughs> Yeah, so and and like now, like like it's gonna be like if I'm the Colts, like I'm playing the pass. Like I, I don't think Melvin Gordon or Mike Boone will beat me. Like I'm not adjusting for the run. And like if you play the pass with Russell Wilson, like already struggling like this, like I mean I don't know. It, like the Colts and the Broncos is a very interesting matchup because it's two struggling teams, and like it feels like the one that wins will be like closer to riding their ship. And the one that loses will be like one step closer to their season spiraling out of control. <laughs> so like, I don't know. It, it, that might be like too much of an exaggeration, but that's just like what that matchup feels like. And on a short week, it's like pretty hard to tell what'll happen because like there's like less preparation, like not as much practice. Like it's more just like game plan and execution. So we'll see what happens. This is the uh, wait. This is the Thursday night game. Yeah, it's Thursday night, yeah. I mean, Matt Ryan is 3-1 and one against the Broncos. I don't know if that says anything. I don't know that. Hey, he's about to be 3-2. and two. <laughs> What a sad Colts fan, man. This is already, already give up. But I just rather have no expectations, man. I just, like, <laughs> would rather assume that it's doomed. But 
yeah, I mean, two struggling teams. That'll be an interesting game to to keep tabs on. Uh, we'll see how the Denver offense does, but they need to figure that out sooner rather than later. Uh, we'll see if it happens this upcoming week. I'm glad Derek um, Carr like realized he was playing with his old college teammate. So I'm glad he threw him the ball. Yeah, just throw it to Devante, man. Devante is like really good. <laughs> um, yeah, let's look at the. Actually, let's go to the more boring one first. Uh, 49ers and Rams, and then we'll go to Chiefs Bucks. But yeah, 49ers Rams. Yeah, like this one. Yeah, I mean, the Rams' offense just does not look this intimidating. I think Kyle, you sent me a tweet that said, like, maybe trading Robert Woods and signing Allen Robinson might be, like, the worst mistake of the yeah. offseason. And, like, like when you told me that, like, in the beginning of the season, I'd be like, what are you talking about? But four weeks in, like, I kind of understand. Like, he just hasn't been impactful at all. Like, I would say the first week, I, I could attribute it to scheme. But now it's been like four weeks, and I think he's had like what, like one good week, if you could consider it. Is that. it a crazy theory to call Matt Stafford racist, or is it, or is that crossing political lines of this podcast? Okay, if anyone's listening, I don't. <laughs> I mean, it's out of bounds. Man. I actually, I actually heard this theory before. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Like, is yeah, the, like, the receivers that he that he targets the most are happen to be like white? His top two or three. Yeah, and he's just, like, locked into Cooper Cup, man. Like, I know Cooper Cup is good. Like, you yeah. can do everything. But, like, their offense is dangerous when you can spread it around. And it's just, like, not that dangerous. Like, last year they had, like, Odell. um, And, like, that, like, I think, like, that's actually when their offense, like, took, like, a different yeah. dynamic. Um, I think they still yeah, had, like. It's like, the, um, it's like the graphic I sent you earlier today, remember? Um, yeah. It was, like, Cooper Cup compared to all the other wide receivers. It was, um. Yeah, Cooper Cup has 54 targets. All the other receivers have 41. Yeah. What was that? Combined for the season? Combined, yeah. Cup has 54 and combined all the others have 41. Are you kidding me? Uh, Cup's Cup's percentage is like 78%. All the others are 63%. Like, he he literally has has double, triple the, the stats of all the other of all the other receivers it's just the whole offense is now just stafford to cup stafford to cup hope something comes out of it ben swarnick is getting yeah the ball. exactly it's it's crazy who would have who would have <laughs> thought he's getting the ball you get you cannot you guys cannot convince me matt stafford doesn't have some something against other people because look i mean i guess alan robinson was targeted six times and like he never I guess like three, three of those plays he didn't catch the ball because it, it was right to him and he just kind of dropped the ball. Um, but yeah, like, they're, like the, I don't think it's more the Rams' offense in this game particularly. I know they've been struggling, but I think the Niners' defense is crazy. Like they're like they're, they're, that front seven was insane this game. They were getting pressure to Stafford like every single time, and they got seven sacks on him. Right, so like uh, and that that secondary was solid back there, and then that, that play where. What they were down eight in the fourth quarter, and then they got taken back for a pick six. Like th- th- that's because Stafford like, keeps throwing a Cooper Cup. Everyone saw that play coming. It was just a Cooper a Cooper Cup Cooper Cup wide receiver screen, and then like all all the Niners did was just put all their secondary on that right side, and then they just waited for Stafford to throw the ball, and they got the pick. Like yeah, like this offense is way too predictable. They kind of have to spread it around. Maybe they'll get like a off like a um free agent pick pickup, but like it's also their lack of a run game too is actually hurting them because. K-Makers has been garbage all year. Henderson, like, does whatever here and there. But, like, that's why, like, the Robert Woods thing is, like, kind of a big factor. 
because he was like that gadget guy. He was like the Debo for the Rams. Yeah, but they didn't even really have him. Like, he, he tore his ACL, like, last year. It was more like Odell and, like, Van Jefferson oh, yeah, yeah, or whatever. Like, uh, like, Jefferson, Jefferson was in the, he took his place, like, with, like, the end rounds and all that at the end, like, the end of the season, you yeah. know? He was, like, a good deep threat. He was a good deep threat. Hey, remember we predicted the Rams to make the Super Bowl? I mean, for how, for how bad, yeah, no, but know, for how like bad the NFC enough. is, they still actually might. Just because the NFC is just so bad. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, we, uh, like, on the Niners side, I mean, it's, like, it's, I think it's pretty funny. Like, I mean, Jeff Wilson has actually stepped up a lot. Uh, Who's it? Elijah Mitchell, I think, got hurt, their original starting running back. Yeah, I mean, Jeff Wilson looks good. I mean, he's definitely secured that, like, backup running running back spot. I remember before they were, like, unsure as to who would get it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Debo Samuel went crazy this game. Like, that one touchdown he had was just ridiculous. Yeah. and, like, I don't know. I think it's weird. Like, George Kittle is, like, they don't even really need him anymore just because of, like, how much of an offensive load Debo Samuel carries. And, they like, they can always run the ball, like, no matter what, uh, the 49ers offense. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is a good performance for them. Like, they're going to be competitive. Um, I think I, like, had them still making the playoffs or, like, I was unsure about it. But, like, they, I think they'll have a good chance to make the playoffs because, like, again, like you said, like, they'll, they're just kind of like the same team as last year, which is, like, a team that made like the NFC uh, championship, so or it yeah, did. It, no, wait, oh, hey, wait, did they make? Yeah, yeah. No. Was that last year? Yeah, yeah, that was oh, last yeah, year. Yeah. yeah, then like I, I still think that's like a good enough team, you know? Yeah, they're top of the NFC West right now, but it's a four-way tie. Yeah. yeah, but they do have a they do have a two-zero division record. Um, yeah, record in the division, so that's gonna help them a lot. Damn. Um, isn't so the Niners are seven and oh, or they won the last seven against the Rams, obviously not counting the playoffs. That's and OD. That's the only game the Rams won was the playoffs, like the championship game. So, like, Kyle Shanahan knows how yeah. to beat uh, what's his name, Sean McVay. I mean, this is another example where Jimmy G is a solid quarterback. This is a game where, like, he does his job, makes the right throws, makes the right plays, and then, like, your defense just does the rest of the work. Obviously, if you if you talk about last week, that's a that's a bad Jimmy G example, but it's a good Jimmy G example, right? So hundred hundred point seven passing rating, like he, he was solid. Like Debo did Debo did his thing, you know. That, that touchdown by Jeff Wilson was kind of crazy. I didn't know he was that fast. He he was just he just broke out. Yeah, that he was really good. Broke fast. out of it and then uh, ran up the line. But I, I don't know. This game was mostly about the um the Niners defense, honestly. Like they made the plays they needed to. Stafford's under pressure all game. The offense is whatever. Like uh, they're gonna be fine. Like they'll just do what they need to do. Um, George Kittle, I don't know. He's just like never been a good blocker. I think that's all. Like I think Jimmy G probably blocks better than him. So I guess like that's probably the issue. So he's not able to like block and then separate and like like I guess like fake the block and then like create an opening for him. So he just doesn't even get the ball. He like I don't know what happened. He was good in that one year in 2019. He just hasn't been the same since. I know he's had injuries and everything, but like I don't know. He's just kind of mid. I, I I used to have him as like a top two tight end, and now he's like barely. And yeah, I mean, I think he like does his job though, but it's like yeah, he's definitely not at the top of that list. Like a anymore. John o. Smith, um, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, let's move on to the more entertaining game, the Chiefs-Buccaneers. So the Chiefs won 41-31. I mean, the Chiefs are clearly pissed about losing to the Colts. Uh, they just, like, came out, like, 
like they wanted to win this game really bad, and they they like their execution was just kind of like uh, perfect. I don't know. I don't know if it was I about thought. the Colts. Patrick Mahomes I was, was about ridiculous. the Colts. I think it's because the last time they were in Tampa Bay, they lost the Super Bowl. I think it's more that. But everything's about the Colts, Raj. That too, but they, they were just like super focused. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were super focused coming into this game. Um, and Patrick Mahomes was ridiculous, man. He was doing like absurd stuff, like that one touchdown he had to Clyde Edwards Hilaire, where he like runs around and like makes like seven people miss. And then, like, just, like, tosses it up when you think he's going to run it in. Like, he's just too good, man. The rules of, like, normal football don't apply to Patrick Mahomes because he can make, like, magic happen. Um, And, like, I don't know. Like, their offense is, like, not that great. But, like, or it's not as good as it was with Tyreek Hill, obviously. But, like, Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. Like, he can just run around forever, like, escape, escape, and, like, get the ball to, like, Travis Kelsey will like always find some openings and he'll be there and then like the rest of it is kind of distributed against like uh, valdez scantling and like juju i think like, the difference is like their offense now like takes like more time like it's not like you can just give it to tyreek and he'll just break off a 70 yard touchdown right and then it's like chill like you like now the chiefs have to like surgically like go down the field and get like 10 yards 15 yards 20 yards 10 yards 15 yards and like keep going on like that and then like they might have to like mix in the run here and there like they have to do more of a variety of stuff before, like, they could just pass it over and over again. Tyreek, uh, Travis, Tyreek, Travis, Tyreek, Travis. Now it's not like that, but, like, they're still finding ways to win, and, like, this is still one of the better teams in the NFL. Like, Patrick Mahomes is definitely going to be up for MVP, I think. Like, I don't know if he'll win it, but he'll definitely be up there. Um, and they're going to be, like, a threat to come out of the AFC. Uh See, I, I think me and you pointed this out earlier. Like, I, like the Chiefs and Packers are both going to be fine in the regular season. They'll win their, like, 12, 13 games. But it's more about having that star in the playoffs. Like, having Tyreek and Devontae, that's what the difference is. So, I don't think anyone's surprised about how the Chiefs are doing. Like, like they've they've only started bad last year. And, like, and they still won the division last year. So, I think, like, they're still pretty much set on winning the division. They're, like, they, they look as, like, how they always do every year. It's more about just the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, the Dolphins are still doing their thing. Mahomes is ridiculous. They always have like a game like this, like once a year, where they go off and like score like forty plus points. I guess so. I guess this is one of those games, and like it's surprising because Mahomes always does this against like the best defense every season. I don't know what the stat was, but like uh, it's like every time Mahomes plays the best defense, he has like a insane passer rating or whatever. So he always just cooks that cooks the best season of uh, best defense of every season. I don't know what it is. I remember he like he like. Did pretty good against the uh, the Patriots defense in 2019, so like it's kind of is a, is a thing with Mahomes. Um, I don't know if it's him cooking de- good defenses or him always getting revenge on losses. But like Raj, I think you pointed this out earlier. Like this, um, um, uh, like the like the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers like O line, it's, it's it's a problem. Yeah, their O line is like really bad. I think like that's what's holding them back. Um. I mean, they can still score. Like, when they have, like, all their receivers, they can still score. But it's just, like, not, like, what it was before. Like, I don't think they can put up, like, like 31 points, I think, is, like, a lot for them. And, like, I think a lot of it came, like, in garbage time because, like, the Chiefs were up a lot for, like, most of this game. Like, it seemed like there were some times where, like, maybe they could come back. But, like, it was always, like, double digits. And, like, I feel like a lot of their points came in, like, that garbage time, too. And then, like, in the end, it just ended up seeming closer than it actually was. Um but yeah, like the O line, I agree, is an issue. Like I think it was like he like like at the one key moment of the game, like the Bucks like got a f- stop on fourth down on the Chiefs. They get the ball back in the first play. It's like a sack yeah. fumble, I think, uh, on Tom Brady. 
and the Chiefs get the ball right back. It, 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 it's that O line, but, but like, I mean, it's also like I mean, we all saw the news today with like the Brady and Giselle divorce. That man is going through it, man. Like that, he's 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 fumbling. Yeah. But he hasn't played that bad though. Like if you give him time, like he he can make all the throws. Like he was making great throws to Mike Evans uh, and Chris Godwin in that game. So like, I still yeah, feel like his stat, line, his stat line was pretty good. He had like 385 yards, three touchdowns. Okay, his stats are great, but he doesn't have that oomph. If, if he can play, if he get, what was I was saying like his stats are great, but like watching Brady my whole life, there's always like no matter who he has on his roster, no matter who's blocking for him, he always has that like fear factor and that and that oomph to like like get 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 and win games. He doesn't have that this year. Yeah, yeah, I I felt that too when I was watching this game. It was like. Every time you have Brady on the field, you feel like you can come back. But like the way the Chiefs were playing in the first half, and just the way that the offense was playing on the Bucks, and it, you just didn't get that sense. Um, even with Brady um, under center, it just that magic was wasn't there anymore. You didn't get that sense that oh, maybe they might make it a game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, part of that is like the Chiefs just made like timely yeah. plays on offense. Like the Bucks defense couldn't. Like they got it down to like third down or fourth down, but then the Chiefs would like always convert it and just kind of like ruin the like momentum that they are picking up. He's definitely had years where like he's had worse rosters and like worse O lines, and he still won games like where he's played like an elite offense. So that's why like I don't know like I know like none of us have none of us have gone through a divorce, so we probably all gone through a breakup, but we know how much that affects you. So like I don't know, man. This is what you get. This is what you get when you're indecisive. You can't retire. I needed him to retire, and now look what happens, right? I mean, good for him. He he, he, he makes a lot more money than him. He probably get a good amount of uh, money back or whatever assets she owns, right? Like a good, nice, long mirror or whatever she might be giving up. But uh, this run game, bro, like what, six carries, six carries, like, this is bad. And 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 I know Fernet's been doing good, like. Like, like this year, but it it's kind of goes back to the O line. Like you can have Brady having like insane amount of yards, but you need to have like a running threat to like not situations where like uh, it's like an obvious offense. Yeah, he's always had a pretty good running threat, like almost every year. Yeah, like yeah, bro, he's won games with like Legarrette Blunt and like just just ran Sony Michelle, just random like running backs who just like, get back there. And like obviously, I know they're good in that system, but like he's done well with like just mid tier running backs. So I think Fournette is more than enough. So yeah, I don't, I don't. I'm not too high on the Bucks anymore. They can have all the offensive weapons they need, but like uh, that O line and just Brady's divorce is not gonna keep them around for much longer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I I'm pretty good on this game. Um, yeah, this one has gone on pretty long, so I think we'll cut it soon. Um, but yeah, Adam, thanks for Adam, hopping on. Thank you. Uh, it was a great pod. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, we'll talk to you guys next week for the week five recap. All right, thanks, guys. Catch you next week.